0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Bethel Radio Hour, where Bible study and radio collide. Tonight in our segments, we will be discussing Romans chapter 8, verses 17 through 21, sharing sugar sticks, or actually current times, events, and then conversing on raising children. I am Molly Kingston, your producer, and joining me on the panel is Pastor Ben Kingston, Dr. Gavin Hooks, and Mr. Ryan Mayberry. Gentlemen, riddle me this. What can you hold in your right hand, but never in your left hand?
1: Your left hand.
0: Yeah. Don't even cue the music, Brad. He got it. You can't hold, your, so you can't hold, you left hold left
2: your left hand. Very good. So you cannot hold your left
0: hand in your left hand. Oh, okay. But you can I hold it in you your said. right hand. Yes, okay. Yeah, so what can you hold in your right hand, but can never hold So did you, you never Google hold? riddles
3: that only millennials will know? Did no, I just it?
0: Googled riddles
3: i haven't got one of can't these can't help yet. that you're dumb <clears throat> have,
2: yeah it, it might be a sign of age and
3: you're my daughter so <laughs>
0: i can say that. that
3: doesn't fall far no
0: i know tree. that <laughs> and that's why i'm the one saying the riddle and not <laughs> guessing the answers i got I you i'm still from... trying to
2: figure out that horse named sunday thing
0: oh yeah <laughs> the man rides in on friday and, yeah mm-hmm.
2: that's funny
0: that was a long time ago i can't remember that <laughs> one
2: not bad for an old guy memory wise <laughs>
0: Those in the uh, we've already got the answers, so don't worry about it. As always, if you listen, please text your questions or um, anything that you would like to say to the number on the screen. I've lost my spot in my speech here. Sorry, my If you fault. listen later, no, it's not. I, I didn't write it right. Look, I took it. I, okay, no, you did well. Please you comment well. your answer on the Facebook post and then like and share so others can join in on the fun. <laughs> Tonight might be interesting with the dynamics already coming into play. Romans 8, 17 through 21. You and don't Uncle
3: normally pray. Should we pray tonight? We might need to pray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already Cast praying. Yeah, I'm already praying. Amen. <laughs> Lord help. Okay, so Romans eight seventeen through 21. And we've already mentioned uh, amongst ourselves up here that uh, Brother Gavin wasn't able to be here last week. So he he may interject some uh, ideas from the earlier verses as well. It was a really good uh, conversation last week. Uh, if you were not able to be here, we would love for you to avail yourself to BethelLondale.com and watch or listen, sorry, uh, to last week's BRH. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Now, Paul is going to now basically jump to another subject here, but, but he's undergirding what he's saying with this, if you will, analogy. And he says it this way, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So, you know, we're, we're talking about our freedom in Christ. We're talking about who we are in Christ. So he's kind of in a good way here, went to seed in verse 16 and 17 about, and if children then heirs. Now this is something that we do not, again, think of ourselves as, but we should. We talked last week about position, that you you and I should realize that when God looks at us, he sees us finished. You know, we're seated in the heavenlies in Christ. When we look at ourselves, we see an unfinished product, you know, Struggling, hurting, undone, unfinished, and the such. And so, you know, God wants us to certainly stay at work in those areas, but he wants us also to realize that he doesn't see us in that fashion. So that is to encourage us, and we are to, you know, keep our eyes on the prize, which is not a hope so, but it's a K-N-O-W know-so reality that someday I'm a finished product. Someday I'm gonna be in heaven. I'm not just gonna be seated in Christ, but I'm gonna be there. And and what am I gonna be? I'm gonna be an heir. And so, you know, this is something that um, Adrian Rogers talked about in his message years and years and years ago about who we are in Christ in that Ephesians chapter 1. And you know, I can't speak for you, but it, it was after that message that I pretty well changed my approach and how I viewed myself. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, <clears throat> you'll never find Scripture or the Spirit encouraging you and I to be conceited, but He does want us to be convinced of who we are in Christ. And so, uh, you, again, you and I are finished products in Christ. We are heirs to the throne. It's a throne that you're never going to assume, it's a throne you're never going to acquire but you are in the lineage okay and so that should bolster us and bless us comments
2: so the um the scope of everything you just said there is like the graduate level of god's language about us being in his family that's right the i've just been struck with how much the language of old testament and new testament is is in Couched in being in the family, um, study in the orphan project. I've shared several times that there's uh, association. God God carves out a, a class of people made up of sojourners, orphans, and widows. Mm. And from the very beginning, his his outreach is to the sojourner Abram. Abram was a sojourner, and in God's promise to Abram, he promised that his children would be sojourners in Egypt and would be slaves. and and yet he extends protection and promises to them in terms of him calling them to be his family, to be his people. And in the New Testament, that's picked up again. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you you must be born again. You're going to have to be born again into my family, into my kingdom. And right up to this uh, passage of Scripture here where he's talking about, um, this is where I was going to relate back to the Scriptures last week. You guys talked about um, back to verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye are not, have not received a spirit of bondage again to fear. And again, speaking back to that old uh, sojourner lifestyle that we all had before we were called into God's family, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We have access, privilege, and fa- favor now in terms of the family that we live in. And we are ultimately made heirs uh, to to, and um, the freedom that he talks about to me, I just think about the freedom I have at my my house. I do far more goofier stuff at my house and have freedom to do that than I would ever do in church. And other indiscretions that you might commit at home, you have some freedom to do, do those things. We have freedom in Christ and his family. We have freedom to um, be intimate with each other, to, to share our our failings and faults to roast one another to roast one another amen
3: if you didn't make sunday night uh i think we recorded it and when that gets available you would want to avail yourself to it we laughed and cried
2: only family could treat you that way that's right Right. and robert (laughs) came out of that
3: roast charred i mean it was it was awesome
2: i really enjoyed the night it was really good
3: Amen. Well, so, uh, Ryan, anything to add to that? Uh, I kind of had a different, came at it from a slightly different
1: angle. Uh, For verse 18, it talks about, you know, the sufferings of the present are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Um, It kind of made me think, you know, a lot of people, when they think of God, they think of his mercy and his love. But this kind of shows his justice, too, that you may not have justice on this earth, but then eventually he will reward you for your efforts. Um, like the, you know, apostles and getting burned at the stake and whatnot. Wow. I wouldn't say that's justice here on earth by any means. Right. Um, but he does promise that there will be glory uncomparable to your suffering. So I thought that was really, really good.
3: Absolutely. Well, uh, because that's the next uh, portion there. Think about, you know, Paul's writing this, and he watched Stephen and others get stoned to death. And then he went through several... <laughs> You know, situations, I think only one stoning, but a couple beatings, a shipwreck, you know, two or three assassination attempts. What's that? Bitten by snakes. Bitten by snakes, right. So he had suffered for God. He had seen others suffer for God by his hand. And Uh, if you
1: don't believe in an afterlife, then that just seems like cruel and unusual punishment for God.
3: Well, it would be, Mm -hmm. you know, type thing. Uh, And so, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's kind of a... A very good colloquialism amongst Christians, Christians is that when we get to heaven, it'll, it'll all be worth it. You know that first step, uh, past Jordan, it'll all be worth it. Someone else on, yeah, on that.
2: The the element of family in there too. You you it's it's worth sacrificing. It's worth suffering for family. Amen. Uh, be the ones you sacrifice and suffer for the most.
3: Well, and, and one of our Easter walk jokes uh, years ago, Aaron Click. Uh, It was really the first year uh, or second year, but it it rained on us, you know, and, and, you know, we're a bunch of little whiny little Americans, you know, and Aaron said, look, if Christ could die on the cross for us, least I can do is get wet for him. (laughs) Amen. And so we've always, that's a battle cry, you know, Uh, but certainly uh, many Christians and, and, you know, I I used to be 100% uh, oblivious I mean, there, there is life and death suffering going on right now throughout our world, uh, in the underground church in China, uh, in, in Muslim countries. Uh, it's a well-known fact uh, that in Muslim countries, when you proclaim Christ, the father of that family has until sundown to remove you from this planet uh, type thing. And, you know, people don't talk about that. Because that's an ugly truth. But the reality is there are people suffering for Christ right here, right now. Uh, and their, their suffering will be worth the glory. And yes, they will be, if you will, because, you know, now, here's the beautiful thing. Even those people doing the persecuting, if they'll accept Christ, they'll get heaven as well. Uh, of course, they'll change their ways, you know, as well. But um, the, those that don't, I, you know, they're going to be they'll pay for the rest of eternity. Comments?
2: The comparison is really nice too. We don't even, it's not even on the same scale. Whatever, what the glory is going to be revealed in Mm -hmm. us is not even on the same scale of the suffering. Not
3: worthy to be compared. Amen. With the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, one Wiersbe believes that he's looking now at creation. So think of a deer, you know, think of trees and all that. What they're going through with sin. You know, the Bible says that the world travails as a pregnant woman because of sin. And uh, now, once that birth has happened, once you and I have been glorified and the new heaven and new earth have been settled, it's, again, it's going to be worth it all, and, and they're going to give birth, if you will, uh, but right now that creature, this planet, is suffering, uh, for the creature was made subject to vanity, in my humble opinion that's referring to Adam and Eve in the garden, not willingly, so the, the earth was kind of pulled into this, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, and again, it's my assumption that's Adam. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. When you and I receive our glory, God's creation is going to be, if you will, reborn as well. Comments? Yeah, that
2: analogy uh, as a woman in uh, birthing pains, um, it, it touches right on the curse there. It, yeah. The, the, uh, that God touched Pregnancy in the woman and and made it very painful and as the pain of death um, is just a picture of what he would have to pay for people to be born into his kingdom for for the um, for people to be reborn or to be born a second time there was going to be a lot of travail and pain and sacrifice and the pain of death yeah. on his part and he linked that directly to the the curse so it's just interesting the earth is suffering to bring forth the the, those that will be spiritually born. Um, and it's a painful process because of the uh, curse of sin. Amen.
3: You know, to me, that's interesting to, to think about that. One of the most tragic things is for a mother to die during childbirth and for the child to live. Uh, you know, for, for pro-life families, it's not anything you would ever sign up for but if that child lives, what an absolute, you know, victory, joy, and things of that nature. And then again, you're dealing with the tragedy of losing that mom. Well, Jesus had to die for you and I to be able to be born again. And so uh, I, I don't know that I've ever put those two together, but I like that.
0: All right, very good. Do we have any more comments on those verses? All right. We can move on next week. And I've been doing a whole lot. Do you remember Dad and Calamity Jane, um, a female thinking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I need to say this before I move on. Uh I don't think you're dumb. I'm sorry. That was a joke. (laughs) But if we didn't, if I didn't air that out, I was just going to sit here and be guilty the whole time. You, you, Some people don't know our relationship yeah, and realize here's that. Here's the
3: beauty uh, of being 58, Molly. Well, I'd already forgotten that. I know. But <laughs> praise the Lord. I know, Lord, I'm
2: but grateful. I'm 30, and I was yeah. still hounding <laughs> on me.
3: <laughs> and I shocked Stacy uh, the other day, be, uh, the secretary of our church, because we were talking about someone else, and she didn't realize that they were in their 60s. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And I said, Stacy, I'm two years away from that. She went, <gasps> I'm there.
0: <laughs> You're there. I'm there. A bunch of old farts. A bunch Yikes. of old farts. Just kidding. Okay, so we'll go ahead and move on to current events. Anyone want to go first? Have something you really, really, really want to talk about?
1: Well, I don't know if it's really, 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 but it was something cool that happened. Uh, Have you seen the song Facts by Tom McDonald? No, out.
0: but I love him.
1: So it, it's pretty hilarious. So it's Tom McDonald. If you know who he is, you'll understand. If you don't, you need to look him up. Yeah. <laughs> him and Ben Shapiro did a song together. So cool. Ben Shapiro oh, yeah. rapping. Bo- it was something else.
0: <laughs> That's
3: awesome. Yeah. On a cultural level, Ben Shapiro is knocking it out of the mm-hmm. park. Daily yeah. Wire. Oh, yeah. yeah. On a cultural level. They are level.
1: the only conservative force that I feel like I can really back Trust. at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, and so, and you got to understand. I, I don't think Josh is it Josh McDonald. Tom, Tom. Tom McDonald. I don't think he claims Christianity, but he's definitely I don't know. conservative. I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff. So, just... when you so, in other words. If you think we're recommending him,
0: he's not a Christian he's rapper. He's not a Christian yeah. rapper. No.
1: If you don't know who he is and you look him up, you'll be surprised that I brought him up in church. Probably. If
3: you, are going to hear some enough. curse words, mm-hmm. but but what we're supporting is the conservative approach, and, and he's he's fighting against the yeah culture the rebellious of nature right, is good, even right. though it manifests whole, itself in a way right.
1: that most of us probably wouldn't.
3: Amen. You know? Amen. Um, So that's good. Uh, I have not heard the most recent one because I have. I haven't either. I have a lot of this stuff. It's it's pretty
1: entertaining, especially seeing an Orthodox Jew rapping with this guy. It's it's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right. Mm -hmm. So uh, mine is simply uh, this devastating reality, Uh, Brad. If you've got that, yeah. Those different colors represent conflict in the world, and by conflict, I mean people killing people. So these are the wars and rumors of wars right now. Russia and Ukraine, Israel and Hamas, Iran and whoever else they think looks at them crossways, China and Taiwan, North Korea and fill in the blank. Uh, and those are the ones that are the, the news media worthy, if you will. Uh, and, and, but, but I mean, that, that's more than half of the world that is consumed, if you will, uh, in conflict. You know, you and I, we're pretty well untouched. We live our days normal, but everybody that lives in those areas now, I would assume that in the greater part of Russia, they probably have a normal day-to-day routine. Ukraine doesn't. You know, Ukraine is in the throes, you know. Again, according to what we know, uh, whether it's completely 100% accurate, you know, who knows, Uh, but certainly Israel and Hamas, are, you know, they're out of their routine. Uh, and, to say the least. <laughs> right, right. It, it, so, you know, the end, the end times are close. I believe that with all my heart. But when you read that passage uh, in Matthew 24, 4 through 14, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the entire thing. Uh, but Christ reassures us that when you hear these things and earthquakes and, and all that, the time is near, okay? But, it, but he's encouraging you not to, not to freak out I'm in control.
1: So one question I have. I've yeah. heard people give this argument, but what would you, why would you think the wars and rumors of wars now would be more of an indication of the end times than, say, in World War II when the whole world was at war, sure. open war?
3: Well, and so my answer to that is, is that we're, we're seeing through a glass dimly, and so we're, we're just making the best assumptions that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Um, I. I would have to do a forensic study of the 20 years previous to World War One and, and World War Two, but I don't believe that they because that was one nation attacking the world. Of course, they made some allies. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this is two countries here, two countries here, two cultural groups here, two co- you know multiple multiple so that that would be my answer whether it's accurate or not
1: i got you, you know, i was just right. curious because <clears throat> you know i hear that's people say it all question. the time and i'm like well we've had multiple yeah. world wars already yeah, so that's what, right. what, what was I mean, any different in, then?
2: And its uh, the the i would add to that the rumors of war uh reference it's constantly been ruined that that's this true. this conflicts about to break you think this it's
1: that there are more rumors now or that we have more availability more to the than information? Much in World
2: War II. So in World War II, there was... Because was... obviously,
1: we didn't have the internet in World War II, right, so right. not everyone's going to know about all the rumors Yeah, war.
2: we're almost over-communicated <laughs> these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <or laughs> We've come a long way, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin, yeah. you got a current event? I, I will. It just dovetails right into this discussion that the uh, never-ending onslaught of change, mm-hmm. it, and it's almost... When I was in high school, I remember... The, somebody made the, the analogy from 1900 to 1950, um, we had about 10% change. And then from 1950 to 1960, we had about 30% change. And the the rate of change is not just additive, it's exponentially growing. And with the, you know, the the boogeyman, Artificial intelligence about to be unleashed on the world are already un- unleashed. Change is just going. More and more information is going to bring more and more invention, more and more uh, progress. Maybe even some re- regression. Um, so, so change is just almost an inevitable force, and it's almost become a god of sorts. You have to about a change. You have yeah. to. Um, we're 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 no longer worried about freedom or liberty in the American sense. We're 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 moving ahead so that. Everybody's safe and secure. Um, So this onslaught of of change, and then you have something like the pandemic, whether it was uh, engineered or whether it was natural, Mm -hmm. it brought on change almost uh, overnight. Wholesale, yeah. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah, breathtaking. And it's easy to ram
1: through the negative in that instance, too, because you can, like the saying, you know, you can utter a lie in 10 seconds, but it takes 10 minutes to explain why it's a lie. If things are changing so fast, you can put out so much Amen. That, you yep. know, people it's who just scroll overwhelmed through the shorts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And part of my hobby late at night was to be online explaining the, the conservative view defending Christianity. The onslaught that came out with the pandemic, there was just, it was just like you're washed away. There were a thousand lies coming out to every right. response. Right. Um, so just by sheer volume. And, and they just the shout you line. down. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, denier, you know, whatever.
2: Yep. Um, and that's the that's a defense. We, we've throwing so much at you now you can't respond to anything uh, intelligently or um, with any kind of meaning or um, reason.
3: I I forget which country but but there is a country in Europe that is literally looking at a law to throw deniers into prison Mm. of climate change. Mm.
0: Mm. This is why next week we're going to share sugar sticks Uh, (laughs) of life because we got to think (laughs) about the happy things. Um, I uh, speaking of change, um, the James Webb Telescope sees potential signs of alien life in the mm-hmm. atmosphere in a distant Goldilocks water world. Awesome. So we may be seeing uh, aliens here pretty soon from this potential. It's uh, you can water go water to California, California and see aliens. I well, that's true. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in like Sorry, extraterrestrial. Um, I have a whole bunch of other things in here, but it's it's not necessary. But yeah, so aliens, cool mystery More topic. <laughs> More change. More change. Yeah, there's a lot that you could go into that with the AI.
3: Oh, here we go. Who's
0: going to be?
3: Oh, look at there. <clears throat> thank all the little people? Okay. Uh, comp- compartmentalism. That's my mystery You're topic. You're
0: welcome. I'm great at it.
3: Yeah. You've got to learn that skill. And I think as a Christian, I think the scripture teaches compartmentalism which is simply setting something. When when something gets on your plate, if it's something that you cannot for whatever reason, whether it's time, uh, busyness, inappropriateness, I mean, you fill in the blank. If you cannot deal with that issue right here and right now, you have to train yourself biblically and through the Spirit of God to compartmentalize that, put it at the cross, and then move on. There, there will come a time you'll have to pick it up and work through it. But you're not going to fret over it. You're not going to worry about it.
2: You know. It's the circle back where I, where I fail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, what I
0: was going to say. Right. You just put it in a box and never come
2: back to
3: it. Yeah, well, you, you got to come back to it. Uh, but one of the ways, you know, so be worried for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made in order to God. Now, now, if you can compartmentalize it and never come back to it, I think that's a win. But, but I'm talking about stuff that, that you, know, you know. i got to set an appointment and deal with this. You know? uh, but what you don't have to do is carry it. You, you don't have to let it You know, put your nose in the dirt. And so uh, the other associated di- uh, discipline, there we go, letting the air out of the balloon. What's the worst thing that could happen, and what are you going to do if that worst thing happens? Well, I'm going to serve the Lord. If the worst thing happens, I'm still going to serve the Lord. So you let the air out of the balloon. And and that's one of the ways that I try to teach people and myself to compartmentalize. You know, what are you going to do? If, if that thing that you're fearing, if that thing that the devil is parading in front of you every day, if that happens, what are you going to do? Well, according to Scripture, we're going to serve the Lord, you know. And so, okay. Uh, and that that you're taking the power and control away from the devil of the world in your flesh by putting it at the foot of the cross and trusting Christ. I mean, you know, you're exercising faith, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and you're moving on. to Because life's too short. Uh, Another guy that, that, you know, he claims to be Christian, and I'm sure he is type deal, but he curses and drinks beer and, you know, country music guy. Uh, We can talk about that some other time. But uh, what I'm getting at is that he talked about, you know, growing up, if you're not careful, we always say, especially when you get married, well, it'll be good when. It'll be good when we get in that next house. It'll be good when we have kids. It'll be good when I get that next promotion. And he said, it's good now. (laughs) It's good now. Don't don't wait till then to enjoy what God has done for you. It's good stuff. And so you're compartmentalizing. and." Enjoying in life right now
2: no I, I I learned that from if I learned it at all and the per- person I, I saw that effectively did it was our father-in-law amen in his day when he was King. in business he would go as far as he could with with what he had to do to prepare for a problem or to fix a problem and it would be on a file on his desk or on his drafting board table and then when something when a door opened and he could move forward with it he would just do it so he would go from pile to pile to pile all the time and he he would tease about it. he would say i will never pray for patience because patience brings trial trials but he was the most patient man i ever knew he yeah. was the most organized patient guy he would do as much as he could and let let it go and then move to the next what and do whatever thing he could just have everything on his end prepared for the next opportunity to resolve it or finish it uh, best uh, example of that I can think of. And yeah. then
3: on Saturday, he'd sleep till 10. <laughs> That's
1: kind of what I was going to say too. I uh, I didn't have him as an example, but I've had the opposite as an example. Um, not in a specific person necessarily, but just in the, uh, you can see when people look at all the problems that they have in their life and they just shut down instead of mm. addressing any of them. If you can address them one at a time, Finish it, like you said, to the point that you can't do anything else about it, then there's no point in worrying and about it. And leave you it to the anything. Lord at that point. Yep, right. the Lord. Set it to the side, move on to the next one. And it lets you be a lot more effective on each task because all of your energy is going to that one thing and then to the one next thing instead of spread out ineffectively across everything you've right. got going on.
2: And if I can say, it, it really is how the just walk by faith. I mean, you do what you can and then right. leave it with the Lord. And when the next opportunity comes to resolve it, then move forward with it. Yeah, amen.
0: I do think there has to be something said, though, in the difference between how a male brain works and a female Uh brain works.
3: (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Um,
0: Because I'm not really going to get into it because I, I, I really don't have much to get into. Because I do agree that compartmentalizing is a good thing. But like you said thinking of what is the worst that can happen and then just knowing that I'll still serve the Lord well yeah I might still serve him but then I'm going to have to figure out how I'm serving him where I'm serving him who I'm serving him with am I going to be dealing with you know a loss of limb Mm -hmm. like is my life going to change if my life is going to change how is it going to change how am I going to now cope with that change
2: yeah I would already shut down by now right exactly (laughs) and so that's what I'm
0: thinking like I and I think I've heard it said where like men have five levels th- that they go through right. when they think through something and women have a f- hundred, not that's exaggerating, but they have at but least all at one 10, time almost, 20. Six, seven, right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like they'll go through mm-hmm. one, men right. will go through one at a time and women will think about it all at one time. And that's when it definitely gets overwhelming and that's yeah. when I think compartmentalizing comes there in handy too. There are advantages to both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I think and I think you need both, yes, especially absolutely. in a, a family unit.
1: It's complementary to each
0: other. Yeah. That's
3: right. And, and you're, you're still getting to the same result. It's just taking you, and if you will, ladies, a, a longer time to get there. Because yeah. you do. You have to process. You, you've got to think of it emotionally. You make a decision. You think of it... Uh, intellectually, you make a decision. It's a different decision. <laughs> you think of <laughs> right. it financially. You make a different decision. And before you know it, you've got six different decisions. You're like, which one do I do? Mm-hmm. We well, just got to pray through that. And and again, lay it at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. If it if it's not able to be settled right then, right there, you know. Um, and and but I I do believe both genders can benefit from not letting that balloon blow up mm-hmm. to the point where. You you go, as my dad would say, go running naked through the woods. I
0: think our balloon just takes a lot longer to deflate. You know, and I think you would need to spend more time going through all those levels. It's called (laughs) retreats. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Spa Spa day.
0: And our compartments definitely look completely different. Oh, yeah,
3: no doubt. Yep. Viva la difference.
0: All right. Very good. Thank you, Dad. So um, last... I guess now last year, but last whatever, last few months, we did um, a tier list over the disciples. And so I thought we would try to do another tier list, but this time over the fruits of the spirit. So I will list the fruits of the spirit, and you guys are going to try to rank them Again, this is kind of like it's it's kind of stupid to try this because they're all important. They're all necessary. Yes. That's what I was thinking too. Like who's going to
1: give you know love an F? F tier? do Right? <laughs> right? So or even let's, like a B? Like, are you really going to give any this. of the fruit of the spirit a B ranking? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: patience. <laughs> Actually, let's just I, make I that gave F a food. D. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So that's sure just kind that of is. the discussions I want to have. Um, so we'll start. I have it listed out as they are. Listed in the song that I sing. So, love, where would we put love on the tier list of the, uh, the And spirit? again,
3: what does the, the tier.
0: So, the tiers are S is superior. Oh, okay. And then it goes down from there alphabetically A, B, C, D, E, and then F for failed. Okay. Failure. All mm. right. Flatulence.
2: L- love would definitely be superior. Um, yeah, superior on mine.
0: I'd agree because he also the greatest of these is love. Right. Of course, I mean, and you're
3: marrying two passages there. I am indeed. Right. Right. But I don't think that does any.
0: Well, yeah, taking the clear to. These, this isn't really a cloudy verse, but well, I'm just taking another verse to right. justify my reasoning. Like. Exactly. Well, and, and I, I, you know,
3: he, he starts with the same three that he deals with in 1 Corinthians 13. Yes. You know, love, joy, peace. Yes. And those are the first three fruits of the Spirit that the Scripture lists, and I don't think that's by accident, you know. Uh, now, at first, I thought you were wanting us to put them in a tier list in accordance to what we valued the most and so i started with peace okay
0: well i haven't gotten there so no no, i'm with you i'm with you i'm just saying Uh, i
3: actually for me for ben kingston i put peace above love but i still could give nothing less than a superior to love
0: okay good joy where would joy go on your tier list and
3: you can't have more than one unless oh you can you
0: can superior i would (laughs) We may end up with all of them in Superior. I understand if that's what happens. I just wanted to see the section. Okay, (laughs) okay. Would you agree Joy would be in Superior?
1: Yeah, I would say so, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, very good. And then Peace. So we already know Dad has that in Superior because it's it's above love for him.
1: I would say Peace is S-tier just because you need it to function effectively in the rest of them.
0: Right, and I was even thinking like it's included in the armor too, Mm -hmm. shoes of the gospel of peace. And, you know, we were talking about current events and how there are wars and rumors Mm -hmm. of war and and everyone talks about peace. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. I think we're always in a search for what true peace is, those who aren't saved.
3: Well, and and to save too, I mean, you know, again, you're not going to have peace without trusting the Lord. You're not going to have peace without... Giving him your struggles on a daily basis, so on and so forth. And I, I, at 58 years old, it's just one of the most valuable things that I, if, by Christ, when I stumble across it, <laughs> it it's a good day. You know, that, that I can sit there and take that big old sigh, you know, and, and know that I'm at peace with God, with my wife, family, church, fill in the blank.
0: I think, hmm. too, you can say that with peace comes joy. Right. Absolutely,
2: And even love. I, I kind of had that train of thought with charity, joy, and, or love, joy, and peace on the superior level, and then all the others serve those three. Yeah. Um, you, you don't have joy if you're not... And I think they're uh, a product. Being kind to other people. Right. Kindness to other people brings joy. Uh, generosity brings joy. Um, the, the, so the, I've got them tiered, but yeah. love, joy, and peace are on the superior. and The rest are in service to those three.
0: Sure. So, what about patience? What's that? <laughs> well, I think it would be charity, right? For can, can we have Germany. a definition, please? <laughs> For yours, the different <laughs> versions I'm using, you
2: so, know. So, uh, charity, jo- NIV, so you have charity joy and peace. So, uh, charity is, jo- is love, joy, oh. joy and peace, and then um, patience is probably
0: long suffering. Maybe uh, long
2: suffering is what mine says. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that's way at the bottom of my list.
0: Okay. Well, where is it though?
2: Uh, tier C.
0: Tier C, okay. I was thinking B, B probably or C, kind of like you said, because I feel like it's more of a. In my mind, it's a skill, because it's something that you work towards having. Mm. And I guess in too like I don't know. I, that's just kind of where I put it.
2: So, uh, my, Ken Burnett's version of p- patience is to do everything you can, then like uh, move on to the next. So, in not to, so he avoided being impatient by being occupying himself with doing the things that he can. Mm. That. That kind of patience, I'm trying to embrace. But the kind of patience that means wait until something happens, I'm not very good at that.
3: No. Accepting a difficult situation from God without giving him a deadline to remove it. That's.
0: Yeah, let's put that at F. I'm just kidding. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Youch. Yeah. That's tough. That is tough. But it's a good definition of patience. That is a good one. Mm -hmm. And so I've always taken the opposite approach of what Ken would joke about. And it was a joke. But, you know, how many people have you heard say, well, I quit pay- praying for patience after the third kid. <laughs> you know, every time I pray for patience, my wife would get pregnant. You know, stuff like that. Well, yeah. but bottom line is you need it. You need patience. So you better be praying for patience hmm. uh, because you're going to get the trials and tribulations whether you pray for patience or not. So you might as well pray for patience and trust God. Mm-hmm. God is not that, you know, cynical, mean-spirited grandpa. Oh, well, I'll show them. You know, he that's not God. And so you, you need this type of patience, accepting a difficult situation from God without giving him a deadline to remove
1: it. Yeah, long-suffering. You suffer long, and you're yeah. willing to do it for the proper right. outcome.
3: Slow to snort. Mm-hmm. I would put
1: that and kindness kind of together I don't know which tier I put them in but it's in the tier that gets abused the most I would say Um, I'm putting it in C putting it in C that's fair Uh, because long stuff long suffering is a lot better than patience in my opinion of what it's really trying to get at because you could say patience and somebody could say you know um, I'm just put up with whatever and you know turn you know turn a blind eye to your problems that's patience to some people um, same with kindness um, that, that could be confused with niceness and you know you just mm-hmm. you know people do whatever they want insult your God whatever and you just you know you're just nice and kind and cross your hands and mm-hmm. look the other way that's not kindness that's right. just being nice and being a pushover is right. all that is so as long uh, as long as you're defining them the way I think the Bible is trying to get across I'd say they're good but they get abused in my opinion.
0: Very good. So kindness and tier C for everyone
2: sure I'm, I'm good with a for kindness
0: you have you but have kin- kindness in a
2: yeah kindness and goodness in a
0: I'll meet in the middle at B
2: <laughs> sounds good
0: <laughs> so you 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 just mentioned goodness where yeah. you have goodness in B what about goodness what do we want to say about that
3: uh, so to, just to be straight up honest, and I've done word studies of these words for preaching and the such uh, kindness gentleness and goodness kind of all, you know, I, I get confused at, at some point. Yeah. And so to uh, me,
1: goodness is be acting morally. Kindness is communicating that with love. And then what was the other one? Gentleness. Yeah. Gentleness. I guess that goes along with kindness, I guess. Sure. I guess kind doesn't necessarily mean gentle because you can be kind to someone and telling them a truth that they don't want to sure. hear and it may not Firm. feel gentle. Right, 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 right.
3: Well, and I, so my list here, I think, is, uh, what's well, KJV. So uh, I think gentleness and kindness are, are is kindness a, the NIV word?
0: Do we know? I was singing Some, the song, love, joy, and peace, <laughs> patience, kindness, and goodness. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I did not look at the verse. <laughs> so,
3: I got you. The, in,
2: in my head, goodness is a standard by which my, my actions are measured. And and as long as I'm within that standard, I I can um, be confident that I that there's no one that could accuse me of wrong, and my reputation will will um, stand for itself. Kindness is the actual um, acting out personally to someone else. So it's it's the interaction of uh, of goodness with other people. Um, so it's a little more kindness was more the personal uh, application application of goodness
0: so dad temperance you have under peace love and joy so temperance is the next one for you
3: yeah temperance for me is superior because if, if you don't walk the line you know your are what's the word your integrity you're, you high. can't have
1: the goodness without the self control right. Right. kind of is a precursor to goodness to be able to control yourself
3: that old saying, you can have 30 years of good reputation ruined in 10 minutes, mm. you know, mm. uh, because of a lack of temperance.
2: Yeah, I would say the same with faithfulness. Certainly. If you, if Certainly. One, one night of unfaithfulness can ruin a lifetime of faithfulness. Right.
0: All right. So in Superior, I have love, joy, peace, and self-control. I put faithfulness in A. A was looking kind of lonely. B, kindness and goodness. C, patience. <laughs> <This> <laughs> patience got a low mark.
3: <laughs> it's fruit of the spirit.
0: There we go. It's completely arbitrary. You need all of them. You need all of them. Um, and, 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 you know, here,
3: here's the, the the scholarly readings that I have chased after, if you will. It's not fruits of the yeah. spirit, it's the fruit of the spirit Mm. so all of these make up one fruit you know so if you're deficient in one area you're not living the fruit of the spirit so it's important for us to be working on all of these if you will at the same time
0: very good i forgot to mention earlier that we handed out the uh what is it called
3: the I want in- to say appendix. Yeah, the appendix. Uh, so you, you should have or be close to somebody that has the uh, list of things to talk the about. index of we-
0: A to Z topics. There you go.
3: We talked last week about a messy room.
0: Yes. So, so if anyone has something, a topic that you would like us to talk. What is it? Tattling. 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 I love Look, it. Look, I turned right to it. Tattling. Mommy, Very mommy,
3: great. mommy. You know what Ben did? What? <laughs> He hit me.
0: <laughs> yes. <He is> also, <laughs> everyone knows what that sounds like. Tattling, just like sil- sibling rivalry, has been around since Cain and Abel first walked the earth. It could, it'll continue to be around, so you might as well get used to it. The reason it continues to linger is that parents find it convenient to listen to the tattler. Oof. The tattler is the An informant. Uh, Yes, often a quiet whisperer, the person in the family who loves to give insider info about what the other children in the family are doing. I'm being talked to right now. (laughs) Often, (laughs) she's right about the information. Oh, look, it even says she. It knows it's me. Does she? Does that make what she's doing right? It's so tempting to listen to a little narc. After all, as a parent, it's good to have info about what your kids are up to, but chances are everyone in the family would be better off if the little narc kept her mouth shut. <laughs> the wise parent will say to the little narc, I don't want to hear it. If you have a problem with your brother, go talk to him. If there's something that he did, then he should be the one to tell me, not you that will take the wind out of any narc's sails because narcs love to dish about others did you know it's a way to make the narc feel better about herself oof most often when children tattle on siblings it's because the tattler is jockeying for position as to who is the better kid in the family it's a put down in the guise of something you ought to know frankly it's also another form of name calling only this one is often said with a whisper Three-year-old Annie was a beautiful child with naturally curly blonde hair, the kind of child who would look great in an angel costume. But she was far from an angel. She used to constantly tattle on Michael, her big brother. It drove her parents up the wall. When they talked to me, I gave them a simple strategy. Just tell her you don't want to hear it. Her mother took the advice a step further. The next time Annie wanted to tell her a tale, she said, Annie, I don't want to hear it. Tell it to the tree in the yard. A week later, her mother looked out the window and laughed. Little Annie was standing out there, talking and gesturing to the tree.
3: That's good. So, uh, what advice? Uh, I realize you know Molly and Ryan, and Ryan, you, you you're you got to have another one to <laughs> to, <laughs> to have, have this issue, yeah. most likely. Uh, but you know, as children come, what is, does this sound like? Sound advice?
1: I think so, because yeah. on. If it's something really important that they need to know, obviously, you know. Yeah. But then you even really call it tattling at that yeah. point. But, right. But if they are just tattling, you know, there's a reason people call you a rat for that. I mean, right. it's it's not going to help your social standing with anyone. Right.
3: So, you know, as a counselor, there's three things I tell somebody uh, that unless it's unbiblical, immoral, or illegal, I don't want to hear it. You know, if if it's one of those three, then, you know... We'll go from there, but uh, hardly ever in a household of 12 and under kids are you going to get into those three areas. Now, biblical is a wide situation, but, you know, if, if they're coloring on the wall or, you know, th- that's household stuff, you know, and, and it'll get found out, you know. Um,
1: and, and I think it was pretty astute of him to point out that you know a lot of times they're just trying to make themselves feel better by right. putting their brother yeah. or sister down. Yeah. Be like, well, they're doing that over there. I'm not doing that. So that's that, right. That puts look at, me, look at me. A step up. Yeah.
2: Might help to just say, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Why is it important for you to tell me this? Right. Yeah. Get to the bottom of it.
3: Yeah. Amen. Well, and do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Do you want to be treated this way? Do you want your brother to tattle on you? You know. Uh, do you want your sister to tattle on you? Well, the answer is no. So, uh, you know, if, if it's something that needs to be dealt with, God God, and dad and I or da- God and mom and I, ha- we have our ways. <laughs> you know, we can figure this out. Uh, I, my favorite joke along these lines is the three preachers that went fishing. And they got pretty, you know, chummy with one another, got pretty confident with one another. So the one preacher confesses that he really struggles with gambling to the point that he has... Gambled the church's funds away, and he's trying to figure out how to make it right. The next guy says, "Well, since you're confessing, I, I'm an alcoholic, and none of my church knows it, and I've, I've hit it for years, and, but it really feels good to get it off my chest." And the third guy, he's just busting a gut. He says, "Guys, I hate to tell you, but I'm a gossip. I can't wait to get back to town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he made it to town." Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Three went fishing, two came back.
0: Right. <laughs> but anyway. <A> tragic accident. <laughs> all right. Very good. I liked I liked that one a lot. Um, Dad, you have the Proverbs or Psalm?
3: I do. So uh, Proverbs 31, uh, 10 through 12, a worthy woman who can find for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband trusteth in her, and he shall have no lack of gain. She doeth him good and not evil all the days of her life. Husbands, every month that has the 31st day, I'm encouraging you to take the opportunity to, at the very least, wish your wife uh, a happy, virtuous woman day, and then if you are so inclined and able, give her a gift. Take that opportunity to let her know. Uh, Think about this. He shall have no lack of gain because of this virtuous woman. She doeth him good and not evil all the days of her life. What would you give for that? You know, that's powerful stuff. And so I want to encourage you to bless the woman that blesses you by being virtuous.
0: All right, very good. Thank you guys for tonight. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you invite your friends, neighbors, and relatives to next week's session and share the word on your socials. Thank you all, and good night. Thank you. Thank you.